a gun in the face. Then all of a sudden, they all kind of lined up. They pointed their guns at me. And this is the point where I thought, I'm going to die today. Started two years of horror for an American in Venezuela. They said, you need to give us your phone and get ready because you're coming with us. I'm Becky Bruce, and I spent a year researching and piecing together Josh and Tammy Holt's story about their ordeal in a notorious prison. That's when everything started to turn bad. We had another pound on the door. Boom, boom, boom. And there was the police once again. You can binge all of the episodes of Hope in Darkness on kslpodcasts.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Thank you for joining us on this week's edition of Utah Weekly Forum. I'm your host, Rebecca Cressman. Today, we're going to be talking about films, movie making, and uh, the LDS Film Festival. Joining us today are the new festival owners. They are the co-directors of the LDS Film Festival, Marsh- Marshall Moore and Michelle Moore. Thanks for joining me to guys today, guys. Thanks for You're having welcome. us. Yeah, you know, as we talk about the LDS Film Festival, not everyone has had an opportunity to attend it or even to know what exactly its goals are. Michelle, tell us about the LDS Film Festival. Well, yes, thank you for asking that because I think, you know, at the heart of the festival, it's really about the power of storytelling and bringing people together. And the goal has been for many years to, you know, bridge the gap between the filmmaker and the audience and giving them just kind of an in-depth look at um, the filmmaking experience and exploring a lot of the, you know, behind-the-scenes things that um, that filmmakers, you know, through the whole process, go through in creating an entertaining, inspiring piece for us all to enjoy. At the festival, we do um, a lot of great opportunities for for you know young filmmakers, veteran filmmakers, students. We try to really create an atmosphere where there is a, a learning component throughout the whole, uh, you know, four-day experience. I'm going to concur with that and because for many years I didn't have an opportunity to go to uh, Sundance or go to the LDS Film Festival. But once I did, I realized it's not just about sitting in a theater and watching the movie. It's often the opportunity to talk to the movie's directors or the producers or the actors oh. about it. And that is fascinating. I guess, Marshall, you can concur with that. Oh, yeah. I mean, it is an immersive experience that you don't get when you go to just the theater, buy your ticket and watch a movie. You're now in the theater watching it with the cast. You're watching it with the people who made it and afterwards have the opportunity to hear what it took to to do what they did. And I think that's what makes film festivals different than any than just watching a movie um, is you have that experience with the people who actually made the movie and you can get a little behind the scenes glimpse about what it takes. So tell us, um, in terms of the the basics, Marshall, when is the LDS Film Festival and where is it? Well, this is the exciting part. It's coming up pretty soon. Uh, Wednesday, March 2nd through Saturday, March 5th at the Sierra Center uh, for the Arts in uh, Orem. And it's been there for nearly 20 years. I think the first couple of years were somewhere else. But it's had a continuous run at the Sierra Center for for almost 20 years, and we're continuing that tradition uh, this year. Uh, we will have a wonderful opening night, a very festive opening night, uh, with our film uh, Waterman, uh, which tells the story of uh, the father of surfing, Duke Kahanamoko, and um, it is narrated by Jason Momoa. And so we're very excited to have that film as our opening 
opening night film. We will talk more about that in the, in the future. But um, along with that are many other feature films, um, short films, short documentaries, um, music videos. Uh, we've had an amazing partnership uh, with, with the CIRA. And, um, you know, one of the main things about the festival itself is the importance of uh, our sponsors. And if it's okay, I'd like to at least give them a little recognition because without without having sponsors, it's, it would be almost impossible to, to run the festival. Oh, absolutely. You do too. Especially, I love the perspective that in order to bring art and, and uh, continue to have art in our community, it takes everybody, right? It takes business sponsors. It takes those of us who come in as participants in addition to the creative writers and producers and s- cinematographers. So who are the sponsors you want to recognize, Marshall? Yeah, and, and they, they, believe in, they believe in what we're doing. And it's uh, Utah Film Studios. Uh, Living Scriptures, uh, Excel Entertainment, uh, the Utah Film Commission, and we recently added um, Stoke Strategies and uh, and others as our as our sponsors. Maybe Michelle can chime in there for anyone else she'd, she'd like to mention. We have some others that are doing some in kind sponsorships, you know, with us where where we recognize that their you know their community and their base are. Um, really important to us in helping, you know, spread the word and, and getting more audiences in there. And then also, like, one of our, our in-kind sponsors that's joining us this year is um, McGee's Trophies. So they're helping us by, you know, giving uh, the trophies that we'll be awarding to the filmmakers. We also have some other special recognitions that will take place at the festival this year as well. So we're still, like, there's still opportunities for businesses that would like to get involved and would like to help promote you know, the core of what the festival is all about. And, you know, those opportunities are on the website. But uh, like Marshall said, just to echo that, like this, these types of events um, can't, can't take place or don't take place without the support of businesses, like you mentioned. Well, and, and let's talk a bit about it because I mentioned, you know, I, I, you know, years ago I went to my first Sundance Film Festival and it, and it was extraordinary for me. And yet for most of us, maybe, maybe unlike Marshall, who's been involved in films, uh, you know, as, uh, you know, for decades, in addition to you, Michelle, and, you know, with your public relations and film background, festivals are, are, are quite familiar for you. But for most of us, we don't have that opportunity. What differentiates the LDS Film Festival from other film festivals that occur all around the world? And I'll throw that first out to you, Michelle. Well, I definitely don't have as much experience as Marshall does. In fact, when I, you know, had my first Sundance experience as when Marshall was the director of the Utah Film Commission, they had a a place on Main Street called The Hub. And it was so, um, gosh, enlightening for me, I guess, you know, as, as we were there, helping, you know, as a volunteer at that time, just helping the um, film commission, you know, just uh, have conversations and introduce themselves as uh, filmmakers and actors were coming in through this amazing experience. And I would say, I mean, the big difference right now is, is, is um, quantity, right? Like growth audience. We're nowhere near what a Sundance, you know, has brought to the state of Utah, but we also um, are a more kind of, a niche group that it, we're looking to expand and to open, you know, the possibilities for um, amazing growth and experience. And a lot of it is just getting the word out. You know, you hear things like um, Sundance and South by Southwest and, um, oh gosh. Can, I was going to say that. I'll, go, yeah, I'll, I'll go back to France. <laughs> right. Mm-hmm. Tribeca. Yeah. <laughs> yes. 
And so that's the growth. Oh, and so Marshall, from, and, and, and I appreciate that Michelle gave you the nod that indeed, you know, having run the Utah Film Commission, where do you see that LDS Film Festival, uh, you know, that niche, uh, it, the importance it has in movie making, in filmmaking in Utah and in the world? Well, th- there's a, a certain standard of, of film that we look at to come there that would appeal to a, still a broad audience, but an audience that would be interested in bringing their entire family, for example. Um, all festivals have all different types of film. You never know when you go to a Sundance or a Tribeca or Toronto International Film Festival. These films are not rated. You don't know what you're going to see when you walk into the theater. And it's happened to me numerous times where I wasn't aware and just had to deal with it. You know, at, at, at the LDS Film Festival, we're creating a space for filmmakers that, t- that tell stories that can appeal to a faith-based audience, a family audience, uh, you know, old and young alike. So that that's kind of the, the, the niche here that, that we've created or that has been created and that we're continuing on. Um, uh, right now. So, you know, it's, it's important to, to make sure that we stick to that and what our core mission is. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I should share, for those who've just joined us, uh, this is Marshall. Uh, that was Marshall Moore. And we're also joined with Michelle Moore. Yes, they are married. <laughs> and they're also co-owners <laughs> of the LDS Film Festival. They've been owners now uh, less, less than a year. Is that correct, Michelle? That is correct. Yeah, there was a lot of um, excitement leading up to that announcement last year, you know, and it's a, it's a conversation that Marshall and I have been having for a couple of years with the um, previous owner, um, Kels and Stephanie Goodman. So there, this wasn't just like on a whim, you know, I, I love the, the movie, um, We Bought a Zoo. And I kind of <laughs> joked with Marshall a couple of times, like, hey, we bought a festival. Um, so there was a lot of thought, you know, and that went into this process of us deciding, as you mentioned, like we both are in the film industry. Marshall has an amazing filmography, you know, that that uh, started in L.A., brought him to Utah for the movie The Stand, um, you know, and then a long, you know, tenure with the um, Touch by an Angel. And then I've been in, you know, on the marketing publicity side of things for the last 10 years. And we just felt that, you know, collectively with our skill sets and with our um Oh, gosh, you know, with our contacts that we just felt that we could bring to the festival some of the components that it was missing. Well, and and I should also say that I am a volunteer board member, a new one with the LDS Film Festival. And one of the conversations that I've been so impressed when I hear is that the, the talk of opening up the film festival to to not only making sure that people are more aware of it, but opening up the, the palette of of types of films um, that are, um, you know, shared at the festival. And I got news that um, a powerful documentary produced by KSL will also be, has been accepted in the festival, the one by Angie Dennison. I wish I could remember the name off the top of my head, but it is big news any time a piece of work can be accepted at a festival. So it's quite exciting. I want to talk about that for a minute because, um, Marshall, why, from your viewpoint, you see the economic and the artistic influences that festivals have in communities, right? Is that why, to you, it's important for us to continue to expand and preserve festivals like the LDS Film Festival? Well, the thing about festivals is you see movies at festivals sometimes you may never see again i mean you hope you hope you do 
but you're seeing a lot of them for the very, very first time. These filmmakers sometimes are really finishing their films as, as they're being shown uh, at the festival. I mean, sometimes you'll, in, in the case of this year, there's a couple of films that have been seen before that we're going to, we're going to show again that cause they weren't seen enough and, and those will be in the festival. But really what it is, it's an opportunity for these, these filmmakers to, to get their film on a big screen, which doesn't happen very often. And it's so difficult to get distribution on a feature film these days. So, uh, just, seeing their film on a big screen in front of a paying audience is rewarding for the filmmaker. And, uh, and we, we like to assist in that process. If it's, if it's a, you know, it has to pass certain quality standards, of course. And, and, you know, there's a panel of uh, jurors, judges that have looked at all these films and have rated them. And that's why they're in the festival. They have a certain quality uh, that, you know, they feel people will enjoy. Well, I, the other I, thing is, go like, ahead, please go, oh, ahead. go ahead. I was just going to say to play on what you said about broadening the, the scope of the festival. I think with a name like LDS Film Festival, your initial thought is, oh, these are just LDS films and LDS filmmakers. And that's not the case here. Uh, there are a broad variety of filmmakers and films that have come from all over the world um, to enter in. They just have to meet the standards of what the festival is all about. All right. I love that. Okay. And I know people are thinking, all right, uh, Marshall mentioned a movie called Waterman. I think I heard Jason Momoa. <laughs> <laughs> so let's for a minute, let's go back to the films that are the must-sees, some of the highlights. Sure. And of course, this is unfair because all of the films that have been selected for the festival are all must-sees. But, but what to watch for. So let's go back to Waterman. Now, this will be released. <laughs> is it only going to be shown opening night of the uh, film festival? It is, it, and it will have a theatrical release um, that in April. But the the place to see it before you know it hits theaters will be the film festival's opening night on that, um, you know, on the March second. So we um, are thrilled, and I think that what what we love about Waterman, and of course all the films, um, and Angie's movie that was submitted is Redeemed. The Sioni Marshall, help me with the last name. Sioni. Um... Now, uh, uh, no, uh, starts with starts with an H. Yeah. Anyways, uh, Havili. 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 There we go. The Honey of, <laughs> yeah, the Honey Havili. Sorry. Yeah. Sorry. I put your Polynesian pronunciations to the to the test, guys. <laughs> yeah. And his and we'll his the memory. Name, right. so yeah. <laughs> um, but but movies like you know the Redeemed and you know Waterman kind of are the the platform of what we're looking for as we're going forward, like very high storytelling, you know, amazing script production value is incredible and it moves you. Um, you know, that's, that's what we, we hope when Marshall and I go to the theaters and we are big fans of, you know, sports themed, you know, based on a true story. Like we just saw American underdog a couple of weeks ago and loved it. And it's, we want the audiences that come to the festival to be moved, whether that is in entertainment and laughter, you know, whether that's a spiritual movement or whether that's just a, I want to go out into the community and be a better person, you know, and be inspired by these stories that we're sharing. 
Well, and Waterman is one of those inspiring stories because it's about someone referred to as Duke. Now I'm going to try his last name, Kahana Moku. And he's yes. a swimmer from the islands and so much more than the father of modern day surfing as well. So, right. So we're going to kind of follow the story of Waterman and gain inspiration from that. And is it the voicing that is of Jason Momoa or is he also in the film? Uh, Marshall. Yeah, he uh, he's the narrator. He's the voice. Mm-hmm. Um, he he narrates the entire entire film. You never see him, but you hear him throughout. There is an actor named Dwayne DeSoto that portrays uh, Duke uh, in the movie. So there are a lot of reenactments from the time period of when he was an Olympic swimmer, when he was you know showing off his his surfing abilities and rescuing people uh, before there were such things as lifeguards. Wow. And, you know, I grew up in a surf community. I can't remember if, Marshall, you did as well. But there definitely is a, a surfer's uh, kind of guide of ethics of, of taking life um, more gently and respecting nature and respecting each other. Once, once you're out on the board of the water, there are no other boundaries between you in terms of where you came from. Uh, you know, it's, it's like the water and the water sport brings all together for a beautiful spirit. And I know that the waterman, when I read more about Duke, that he also was incorporating kind of that spirit of aloha. So this is going to be an extraordinary film. And we have a chance. I'm, I'm assuming ticks will be limited for the opening night of Waterman of the film festival. So where will we be getting those tickets? Well, I think the easiest way is just to go to our website, which is ldsfilmfest.com and just click on, you know, tickets available now. And, and then you can see the whole, you know, lineup of the festival and, and yes, tickets are limited, um, you know, to obviously theater um, capacity. One of the things that we are really, you know, pushing this year, or just be, making, people aware of is our all festival pass because it's probably the best, you know, deal for looking for deals. It's definitely the best deals to, to be able to immerse yourself in the full festival experience and have the opportunity to see, you know, a number of um, movies that are slated, you know, throughout the four day festival and, and be able to have those opportunities to talk with the, you know, with the filmmakers. But the other thing that we love about our festival is that we've kept the ticket prices very in line. If you were to go to, just the theater to go see a movie. Um, a lot of times festivals will, you know, their their per ticket price might be up in the $15, $20, $25 range. We've kept ours just at $10, which, you know, if you were to go to a local Megaplex or Cinemark, you know, or the Sarah, like that's what you would be that's what you'd be paying. So. Right. Which makes it that much more affordable and accessible to families oh, and to yeah. not just film directors or college students, or but uh, to everyone, which is great. Okay, we've hit Waterman opening night at the film festival. What are some of the other must-sees uh, to be, you know, looking for during the festival movie-wise, Michelle? Again, like trying to pick, you know, the favorite one is, <laughs> is just super hard. Um, Marshall did mention that we have a couple of movies that had their premiere and their opening you know, in the year after we had the festival in 2021. And some of those are, you know, some favorite ones. Like once I was engaged, I know that we've had, you know, some conversations and some press around that like last year, but um, we'll have filmmakers there and we'll have, you know, the actors there kind of, you know, talking about that. There's also a brand new one that's coming in the documentary slate from the filmmakers that brought us witnesses last year. They have a new documentary called Undaunted. And that is a, you know, another deep dive into a lot of the um, stories about the witnesses of the Book of Mormon. 
you know, our short block is amazing. Our music video competition has typically ran like late on a Thursday night, but we gave it a prime spot on Saturday in the big theater. So if you are, if you love music videos, if you love great music, that's going to be a fun time to come and see some of the highlighted, you know, um, and showcasing some of the filmmaking and the music talent. All right, and that'll be Saturday afternoon. And and what does that category refer to again? The the what block? Music block? Yeah, music competition. Okay. Yeah. So we had a little yeah. dropout, so I wanted to make sure um, that, yeah. that that got in the, the music competition um, uh, to, video, yeah. to watch for as well. And Marshall, before I let you go, we guys, we have about uh, four minutes left together. Marshall, create what is it like for someone for the very first time? They're going to walk through the Sierra Theater. What are they going to experience uh, with the film festival when they first walk through the doors? Well, they're, they're going to feel that... Uh, there's something happening here that's something that's good something they'll want to be involved with and come back for more um you know it's it's kind of what's great about the sierra is you have the grand theater when you first come in the main doors and then there's showcase number two and they're kind of all connected with a lobby and the concession stand so you kind of feel at home there and that's kind of the feeling we wanted everybody to feel comfortable at home that they're not you know the filmmakers are over here and the spectators over here we want everybody to have the immersive experience of being together with the people who made the films there'll be photo opportunities um there'll be opportunities to have conversations one-on-one with uh, some filmmakers um you know and, and and i think that's the main thing is we want everybody to feel comfortable uh about w- w- why they're there why they bought a ticket and that they want to come back mm, i love that and i i love the idea too that Typically, there's a place where you can get your photo taken, either with uh, a star of one of the movies or uh, the directors and the film. Will that be available as well? Because seeing the smiles of not just the kids standing next to someone they saw on the big screen, but adults standing next to them. That, that's always been a very exciting time for me for film festivals. Michelle? And we're going to continue that. Yeah, we, we love the red carpet experience. You know, we will have an event photographer that will be there as well capturing you know, those moments that you're talking of. And, and that's, that's the funnest as, as someone that helps run and organize events to sit back and watch the, just the, um, the flow, you know, the authenticity of just everyone enjoying themselves and having those, those star moments, but, and having real conversations is what our, our goals are. Well, and I appreciate that, too, because I was thinking of the movie Once I Got Engaged. And when the movie ended, um, we were walking out uh, to the parking lot. And the girl next to me said, I just wish we had these kind of conversations more about those movies. Because that movie takes some of the, um, I don't want to give too much away, but it, it turns on its head some of the expectations we might have for ourselves in our young adult years. And um, and as as it does that and kind of surprises you, um, it opens up that conversation and and that's quite powerful. So I'll, I'll just throw that back that once I got engaged, that's going to get you thinking and going to get you talking as well. But how do we how do, how do we become a part of the discussions with the actors and the directors that are occurring at the film festival, Marshall? Well, there'll be, you know, the, the after every film. As long as the filmmakers are there, there'll be a question and answer session uh, allotted time in each theater for you to ask questions of the filmmakers, and they'll answer 
whatever question that, that is given to them. There'll be a moderator. They'll also be pa- – we haven't mentioned this. There's also two days of panel discussions as well that people can buy tickets to. Some of them will highlight – these panels will highlight some of the films that are in the festival and some current topics that are happening in uh, filmmaking in the state of Utah. So those will all be relevant, too. And another way people can get up close and personal – uh, with the filmmakers and, and the cast will be in those panel rooms on, on Friday and Saturday. So while we're online, we can not only get tickets for the movies, but we can get tickets for the panel discussions, uh, the music competition, just kind of look for that full plate of uh, all that's being offered by the film festival. Marshall Moore and Michelle Moore, the new owners of the LDS Film Festival and co-directing it as well. We're looking forward uh, to the big opening again. Michelle, tell me what the name of the website is where we can go and get the info. It's really simple. It's LDS LDSfilmfest.com. LDSfilmfest.com. Thank you both for joining us. Thanks, it's been a pleasure. Yeah, thank you. One of the one of the fun things about this festival is that is I'm actually in one of the movies. It's a it's a documentary called Sandlot Forever, and it highlights all the events associated with the 25th anniversary of the making of the Sandlot, in which they toured across the country and ended up where, and then we ended up hosting an event on the actual filming location itself in Salt Lake City. And uh, I, I was uh, the co-director of the anniversary event. So they do an interview with me in, in the in the movie, and it actually got into the festival. Oh, that is fantastic. We're going to watch for you, too. And, of course, uh, Sandlot Forever is going to be one of those fave documentaries because the Sandlot is another movie that kind of signals a part of our childhood memories. So that's a, another beautiful thing about film. Michelle and Marshall Moore, thank you for joining us again on this week's edition of Utah Weekly Forum. Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. She was tear-gassed and beaten. Images of thousands desperate to escape Taliban oppression filled our news feeds. More than 80,000 Afghans made it to America. But the story didn't end there. It was very cold. There was no power, no heat. Who would help our newest neighbors? I'm Andrea Smartin. In Stranger Becomes Neighbor, you'll hear the stories of some remarkable refugees who left their homes and their dreams behind, only to start over from zero. Their only possession was three blankets. And you'll meet Americans who stepped up to help them. You want me to come when you deliver your baby. What can one person do in the face of an international disaster decades in the making? That's Stranger Becomes Neighbor, Find us at kslpodcast.com, follow us on Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen.